This is Detroit Talk City. City, the refuse for KISS Army deserters, defectors, and draft dodgers. My name is Scott Malone. With me, as always, is the intrepid co-host of mine, Mr. Christopher Cook. Hi, Scott. Hi, everybody. Oh, yeah. Hey, everybody. <laughs> I always We always say hey to each other, but we don't say hello to the lovely audience it's out true. there. It's true. Yeah. Hi, everybody. Yeah. Welcome to the show. I guess we don't really know if they're lovely or not. This right? is true. Prob- I mean... They're probably a little bad. <laughs> oh, you mean like like the way that like Michael Jackson was bad? Um... Or just kind of like, ugh. <laughs> Probably a mix. I mean, I guess... If they're anything like us, they're terrible human beings. Right. I guess Michael Jackson's bad was also, ugh. <laughs> yeah. In a totally different way. Yeah. He didn't start out as, ugh, right? No. It's no. Great songs. I was just listening to some Jackson 5 earlier, and those, so many great songs. Jackson 5, hey, yeah. sir. I've never actually really gone down that road. Yeah. With, with, with Jackson 5. It's always been like it's solo stuff. Amazing. There's just, there's this always undertone of sadness because you yeah. know what those children were going through. Right. They, how they were just like and, beaten and, and like, like one of the, one with, of the big, withheld from everything that yeah, children should be able to have. One of the big rumors now, and there's apparently a doctor who's gone on record saying that he was involved, was that Michael Jackson was like chemically castrated when he was a kid to like maintain his voice. <sighs> Wouldn't surprise me. Like, because that was well. Well, it used to be. Then... It used to be like centuries past. It was a no, like a normal pra- practice. Okay, but then, okay, but does that mean that he would not be able to like have children? Because he does have two kids. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure, like, like well, but like, the, like, I, like... I think it's just one of the rumors, right? Because and but it's it's the fact that it doesn't seem that beyond belief, right? Is what is what I'm going for is that I could see him that happening which is disturbing right like whether or not it actually did yeah. it wouldn't it wouldn't blow my mind if it was right. if it was the truth what are, what are some of your there over the time there's been a lot of um rumors in in music in general are there mm-hmm. any ones that you're like familiar with any any favorites i know that like growing up on the schoolyard it was always the uh marilyn manson getting a a rib removed, a rib removed so removed. he could suck his own dick, uh, right? Was, it, well, was that what it was? Yeah, totally. Yeah. And there's there's several male singers who have their stories about them getting their stomachs Stomach pumped. Pump. I think the original is, is Rod Stewart. Rod Stewart, yeah. I'm pretty yeah. sure I've heard it also Elton John, but that's probably just because he's gay that <laughs> right. I would say. I think, I think Rod Stewart is way funnier, <laughs> actually. <laughs> you know, because he's got that, like, whiskey-soaked voice, not unlike our friend Peter Chris, which Ooh. we'll be getting to later. Kiss fans, don't worry, we will be talking about Kiss. But, but um, <laughs> the hotter than hell, we'll get to it. But what was it? Wasn't it like just like gallons? It, uh, gallons? Yeah, of I, semen? I don't know if it was gallons, but it might have been like a gallon, which is insane. <laughs> That's hundreds of men. So, so like the. <laughs> Like when you, because when you start to like, like but, zoom out and like actually imagine like how you get from point A to point Z, I don't yeah. know. They start going to numbers well, to get such, there. Like how how does that even happen? It's such like a teenage boy rumor. They'd be like, "Well, yeah, yeah, the stomach pumped. It was a gallon of semen from all those dudes. Yeah, the dicks were this big." Yeah, yeah. I just for our it. listeners, Scott is showing a very big dick between two hands. It's kind of like the size of like a like a foot long subway sandwich. That's kind of like how <laughs> I, I imagine so a, fo- it. <laughs> so a foot long. 
Yes, but I was, but I'm doing like the 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 girth, the girth, the girth as well, which, you know, you would expect. <laughs> what the fuck are we talking? About? <laughs> I don't know. This is. Uh, I, was about, I was about to get into it. It's like, oh folks, man, this is why you listen to this Kiss podcast. Is for. <laughs> Why do you listen to this Kiss podcast? Let us let us know. You can get a hold of us on social media. Exactly. At Detroit Talk City on Twitter, Detroit Talk City on Facebook, at Detroit Talks No, just Detroit Talk City Pod at gmail.com and on Instagram at Detroit Talk City. Yep. Also you can find me at Scatman Malone on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm E. L. Chris Cook. And uh yeah, just but for real people. If yeah, you're listening please. to this let us let us let us know how you're feeling. Yeah, like we had a we had a, a big influx of uh, listeners. Like I we were, we've been targeting different areas of the world with some of our advertising and got a big influx of people from Mexico. Beyond the Vidos. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure I said the wrong. I, I conjugated it incorrectly, but welcome <laughs> to all our Mexican listeners. Yeah. Because, yeah, you, you spent some time down. I guess it's not Mex- Mexico, still in North America, but... Or did yeah, you I was in Cuba. I spent, I spent Cuba. three months in Cuba. Yeah, is that how they say it? Uh, n- n- no, that's how a gringo <laughs> like me says it. Right, but I said it. Yeah, Cubans speak a kind of a weird form of Spanish, too. Okay. It's like, sometimes thought of as like kind of like the hillbilly dialect. Ooh. Like, they drop a lot of S's. So it's like like there's there's class oh, class yeah. war within it kind of mm-hmm. not not unlike how um, the French like from France look down upon our Quebecois Quebec- uh, mm-hmm. uh, neighbors very much to so the east yeah so you know everyone lighten up <laughs> well Scott how have you been oh I've been I've been okay the last uh, week was a little arduous to be honest we um, t- uh, just to be honest with our listeners we. Uh, canceled a couple t- tries, or there were a couple of attempts that we had at, at doing the show. I'm glad we're finally up here, just because uh, had some uh, some some family issues, and uh, and that's gonna happen. You know, it happens to all of us. You know, not to get mm-hmm. too serious for a bit. Uh, which, by the way, while I'm into it, um, I want to just my my good friend Kim, who's a huge Kiss fan, and one of the reasons that this show exists. He just had a bit of a medical incident incident. And I think he's out of the hospital now, and uh, just wishing Kim a, a speedy and full recovery. And uh, this one's for you today, Kim. Yeah, get be- yeah. get better soon. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what about you, Chris? What's what's new? What's happening? Uh, it's been just been slug slugging along. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, in the home stretch of my my summer job before I head out to Vancouver to do my show. Mm-hmm. So it's just just living out the end of the summer. It's been if. We can get onto IMDb talk because I've had Ooh. I've had a couple exciting auditions. Well, well I don't, get it out of the way. I don't think anything was going to come out of them, but it was pretty exciting. One of them was for a Disney movie, so it makes it seem the House like of Mouse. Yeah, it makes it seem like I'm actually pursuing a career in acting. That's and that's that's adorable. Exactly. That's not, not unlike the Disney universe. I prefer the being t- t- described as adorable. Uh, as opposed to describing it as uh, sad, disgraceful, uh, uh, stupid, <laughs> a waste of everyone's time, a waste of all my potential. <laughs> yeah, potential. Uh, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's uh, that's nice to hear. Oh, but, no, what was the other one? There was the Disney one. Oh, yeah. It's um, it's still up. This one, I feel like I might have more of a shot though. Uh, it's for for a movie that shoots in Europe that I would leave. I would leave soon mm-hmm. if if it, if it were to happen, but hopefully, we'll see. Man, 
that would be that would be the shit. Uh, yeah, yeah, it would be a month in Georgia. So not the state. Georgia. Not the state of Georgia, but the state of Georgia. But oh. I don't I don't know. That's I'm sorry everybody. I'm <laughs> Wait till wait till you actually get the part and you actually are in Georgia. <laughs> although the, to bust although, out that accent. Although the uh, the stupid southern accent that I pulled out was probably offensive too. Uh, yeah, I feel like southerners are a little are pretty cool about the accent as long as you're not doing a straight up hillbilly accent. Right, like a heel like yeah. a like I married my sister. Yeah, because I, as much as I make fun of like Southern accents, it is one of my favorite accents in the world to hear. Southern accents, great Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers album. Absolutely, R.I.P. Oh, geez. Uh, (laughs) What? (laughs) No, you're right. You brought him up. I know. I said R.I.P. I know. It's a very respectful thing to say. It's just, sorry. (laughs) He's only dead if you say he is. Exactly. It also just so happens that Southern Accents is one of my favorite songs by him, too, and absolutely makes me a, a tender guy. Um, so uh, I guess there were just a couple things I wanted to touch on before we break and we talk about uh, Hotter Than Hell. Um, Chris, you and I saw a movie last week. Yes, we did. Yeah, what did you think of it? We saw, as a lot of people did, Mission, Mission Impossible. Impossible Fallout. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got some thoughts on this one? I think we're pretty old. Yeah, I don't know if I have many thoughts other than I other than I just loved it. It's yeah. It's it's there's uh, such good action movies. It's utterly insane, of mm-hmm. course. Like when you're seeing that guy like just driving onto oncoming traffic in a motorcycle, it's just like, well, I'm gonna have a heart attack just watching this. Yeah, it's it blows me away that he's fifty six years old. Yeah. It's it's great. You ever watch that video of him, like just like, like where it was like not supposed to be revealed of him in Scientology? Where, oh yeah, like, an interview where oh yeah, where he's just talking about like you're at, the you're side, at the side of the road. There's a car accident. You, you know, you, you're the only person who can help. <laughs> like he's got such like a like a wild look in his eyes during that. Mm-hmm. It's it's terrifying. Oh yeah. So the fact that he's like that I actively like despise like how he he, he is in normal life and well, can and still go and enjoy a movie of his every now and yeah, then. Yeah, his involvement with like a, an evil organization. Well, yeah. It's it's I I shouldn't say evil organization. It's as evil as most other religions are. Sure, it's just it's 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 just been kept so secretive. So I think, and and I am absolutely one of the people who are just find it fascinating. Mm-hmm. You know, like I can't get enough of it. Certainly dipped my toes in enough to to try try and find out as much as i can goddamn worked out for him though duh man you're you're right <laughs> you're absolutely right uh so we uh we wish we wish all of our scientologist friends uh you know welcome and uh i wonder if that's like if we could like target ads just to like scientology hmm yeah i don't know i don't know if probably be dangerous yeah i would have a feeling the ones that are being pretty like kept under control wouldn't have a great access to social media right or just yeah. wouldn't want to be on social media they're kind much. of yeah I've, I've heard that they're kind of like kept in the dark like about like what the well, yeah. world actually thinks well, about scientology well, on the whole their membership has been dropping off exponentially weren't the they like claiming years. at one point that they had like a billion people or something something, something sure crazy like that and i yeah. think it's they also more give, like in the ten thousands. they also give each other medals so <laughs> right Everyone gets a trophy. <laughs> right. Not everyone. Tom Cruise gets a, gets a medal. Yeah, he got like it was, everyone gets to go in the Sea Org and live in shipping <laughs> containers. 
That should be a part of their slogan. Tom Cruise gets a medal. Everyone goes to Sea Org. All you have to do is just pledge your life for billions of years to work for pennies on the hour, uh, give up all your worldly possessions, and go li- live on a boat. Sounds great. Sounds I mean, great. As long as you get those thetans out of you, that's all that really matters, right? Well, and you know, you get to like sail the seven seas. <laughs> no, no. I uh, if you're with back in the day when you're in the fleet with him, you basically are sailing from port to port to f- try to find a country that will let you in. Oh yeah, while looking for treasure, <laughs> right? Just telling these like these poor deluded souls like, well, there's there's treasure to be had, you know, from... in a past life. <laughs> I know, I've I've fought with 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 gypsies and on bare feet and the the sands of <laughs> wherever um yeah again um kudos to you scientology um anything else that well, we want to get to i had a couple of fun health issues in the last couple of weeks let's we're, t- we're already talking health issues let's maybe get some more fun some fun health issues yes here. absolutely so fun, fun. A, a few episodes ago we had my we had the coffee incident which that is aired by the when we're recording this now it's been a big hit actually. yeah it, uh, pe- pe- people can't get over it actually. i'm really glad everybody enjoyed it uh i have a quite the good st- scar on my thigh now but i i was i was hiking a couple weekends or last weekend and i was with a, one of my good friends and my dog and we were hiking through a river valley to try to get down to the river mm-hmm. and i was in the rear of the pack and i s- must have stepped on a wasp nest because oh i just God, felt I and i got i first felt in my side it felt like a hot poker stick at me i was like oh and then i felt another one on the other side and i realized what was happening so i screamed wasps and we ran up ahead and another one stung me uh where else oh right on my wrist i got stung and then another one on my chest and this was at the start of our hike and so we just kept going with our day and like went down to the river, hung out on the river, swam in it with my dog and then got home. Then the next day they started fucking swelling up oh, so big man. on each side of my chest. It was like I had a tit growing out <laughs> of each side and on the wrist. Ooh. I found this out because I went to the doctor because I thought it was infected because my arm was swelling out and there was like lines of red going up my arm to my elbow. Oh, my God. But apparently it's just because there's not a lot of room on your wrist for swelling. So it just like goes all the way out. Like my arm was twice the size as normal. I'm like I'm like picturing like when like someone like in a zombie movie gets like bitten and like 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 on their wrist and like slowly it like oh, creeps yeah, up their was, arm and was, like eventually is gonna make it its way I to le- your brain. I left work because in the morning it was swollen a little bit, but by lunchtime the red streaks had gone down, and that's an infection. Where you think it it yeah. is? So I went to the doctor. He's like, "Oh no, you're fine," but he put me on steroids. Uh, oh, that's why you're looking so swole, bro. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Not a different type, but yeah. uh, no, no. It's it's funny because um that I, I, that was the day that we released the lick it up episode, mm-hmm. and, and so that it was it was a delayed release that that day. Um, so I, I just couldn't help but feel bad. Like, okay, we're re- releasing the episode where we detail this grisly injury and you just get fucked up on the exact day that it happens. Yeah, I just, I have a weird habit of hurting myself. Yeah, well, well carry on. Well, well, the end of it is just my ongoing struggles be- being someone who suffers from gout because I'm a 32-year-old man 
in like decent shape. I'm in pretty good like no, health. I just said you're looking small, bro. And uh, and I suffer from gout. Yeah, uh, which is a t- special type of arthritis that usually uh, old fat men get. Right, it's like the rich man's disease, yeah. right? Like, yeah. Like the king's disease, yeah, or exactly. something like that, from eating yeah. like too many like it's like cured meats, red meats, and organ red. meats. O- organ meats, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeez. Yeah. So uh, my life is falling, physically falling apart. Uh, other than that, things are going great. Other than that, you're glowing. Yeah. Until I hurt myself next, and who knows when what what that'll be. And really, yeah, the the clock is ticking. <laughs> Speaking of the clock ticking. That seems like the perfect excuse for us to take a break, and so we'll do that. And when we come back, we are going to talk about 1974's album by Kiss. We're talking Hotter Than Hell. Louder! You want some more? Wed weather, yellow weather. Are we getting this? Are we getting this? Uh, I, we got that last terrible one that I did. <laughs> And we're back. We're <laughs> we actually fucking oh, yeah, we're going. This is staying in now. Damn it. <laughs> Fuck. How was your break, Scott? That was fine. It's ruined now. <laughs> well, uh, folks listening at home, if you want to catch up with what we did during our break, yeah. what is this What is this that we called that, called that we watched? Well, we, there was some live performances of Kiss. Yeah, um, there's there's an entire show filmed in 1975, but it, I'm pretty sure it's it's prior to when Dress to Kill came out, um, and it's an entire show live in San Francisco at at Winterland. It's called, um, and the full hour show is on YouTube, and it's all um, pro shot. Uh, the sound quality isn't the greatest, but it gives you a really good idea actually of mm-hmm. um, of what what the band's live show was like mm-hmm. it's because. Um, so we're talking about Hotter Than Hell. We might as well talk about the song that we just watched. That would be our title track here. Pretty different than what we just mm-hmm. what we just saw, hey? Oh, yeah. yeah. Way slower. Uh, like, like, like the energy is just, it's like a totally different thing. Yeah. That said, it's a good song. I really like this song. I'm going to, right off the bat, yeah. just going to say, I really like this album. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I said it last last episode yeah. when when we were um, how this is you know going to be one of the ones that's going to give us the best chance of like genuinely enjoying an yeah. album. I mean, okay, so just to give a little bit of context for those not in the know, um, this album was released um, a mere eight months after the first uh, Kiss self titled uh, studio album came out. Um, the first album, while not a hit, is um, beloved and and chock full of uh, classic tracks. As Chris and I pretty much gushed about on mm-hmm. on our uh, self titled episode, and I was kind of expecting more of the same. Yeah, and like we just heard on the title track, "Hotter Than Hell," which I think is very indicative of what the album sounds like, actually, mm-hmm. and that it's it's immediately it's it's quite different. Oh yeah, it this is much much heavier. It, it's this absolutely al- heavy album, and I I think that's one part of the reason why I really like it. Mm-hmm. Like there's other than other than going blind oh, which like okay uh, it's maybe it's too early for us to go on the song that i'm going to shit on that, but, that, that's so funny but because okay i musically i like this song I, what is it is it the lyrics it's it's not even that it's the lyrics it's 
Oh, it is partially the lyrics, but it's also it's like a parody of how the, of of themselves. Like early in their career, they're doing a parody of themselves later. If oh, that makes any um, sense. I just you know okay. So total total honesty. This was the one you didn't yeah. like. Might be my favorite song in the album. Really? I, for whatever reason, and okay. So there's there's a lyric in this. This kind of kind of sounds a little Aerosmithy. A little bit, yeah. There's maybe a little bit of like Uncle Salty, like Toys in the Attic, which would be the exact same era. Um, there's a, there there is a lyric on it um, that says like I'm I'm 93, you're 16, which is weird. Obviously, at, at at first I was like, huh, that's the first like reference to a 16 year old that we've heard on this journey of ours that isn't creepy. Mm-hmm. It it is a little creepy. Well, and I think it's in the context of the song, it's just showing. It's going to the extremes of what an age difference is. Yeah. It's like the bottom and top ends of what yeah. they feel. What, what, I, what I actually liked about it, too, is that unlike something like Christine 16, this very clearly is a character mm-hmm. that Gene is singing. He's singing as if he is this 93-year-old man who is going blind and, like, you, you might love me, but we don't relate to each other. There's a mm-hmm. bit of a tragic element to it, if, if I'm going to get way too deep into mm-hmm. it. No, get deep into um, it. Like and and then if anything, like I'd actually the like it, it, as with this album in general, took me several listens to actually kind of get it. Mm-hmm. Um, I I would say uh, maybe I'll just uh, amend what I had said before. It's not that I don't like the song. Mm-hmm. I would say it's my least favorite from the album, and but I still I still musically really like like it. It's just for me in the context of the album, I I really loved how heavy some parts yeah. of this of this album got and it just it's it the song just kind of is at a pace that i just didn't really yeah super like in the album but that's just a personal preference thing and not not anything to do with this like really the song itself and i think that's what appealed to me was that i found it kind of so unusual and and if anything i was almost romanticizing like putting on this album and like being surprised by it like probably like smoking a joint or something like that you know laying on your bed plugging your giant headphones into like your 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 phono into your, mm-hmm. your receiver and kind of just laying back and then this weird kind of weird song comes on so i, I don't know it just kind of kind of kind of caught me by surprise no your your explanation i totally i totally understand yeah. where you're coming from yeah. well since i i touched on your favorite song of the album yes uh my favorite song on this album is mainline Oh, Peter interesting. Chris Peter sounds great here, I hey? love this song. So, one one thing. My phone is, like, slowly falling apart, but yeah. now will only repeat songs. I have to, like, click next if I want to go. Huh. This song came on when I was walking today. I listened to it three times in a row. Really? I um, really dig it. That's. I mean, that's cool. I mean, Peter, Peter sounds, speaking of our friend Rod Stewart earlier... Peter sounds so much like 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 Rod Stewart, and and like and the song itself reminds me of the faces actually, yep. like like the whole thing where just like yeah, yeah. I there's something just fun, and the reason it's my favorite song is just this song seems so much fun. Yeah, there's nothing yeah, there's nothing like gross or, or well, creepy and, about it. And um, the what's oh what's the title of it the. Let me go rock and roll. Ah, yes. There, like, it's just. It just seems, and there's so many. It it doesn't happen much 
in Kiss music, they seem like they're having fun in the recording of it. And maybe that's just me putting projecting, projecting yeah. on it. And especially since I've read about the recording process right. of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. What, 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 what did you read about it? Oh, well, uh, a big thing. And I'm, I'm sure that this is any big Kiss fans will be like, you're reading the Wikipedia. They're, Anyways. Are, they're already rolling their eyes at us anyway. Anyways, so, we are not Kiss experts. We so, are, we're, we're, we're doing this. We're first timers. Yeah, yep. the producers they were working with were in L.A. So they moved from New York to L.A. Yes. And they say that change was a huge big... There's a bunch of places I read, like, specifically talked about Paul Stanley's guitar getting, getting stolen. Getting stolen, Like, the yeah, day the, they The get... first day, yeah. Totally. You, you can only imagine what kind of, like, a bummer that would be and, like, what kind of, like, uh, huh, that's... Maybe a bad omen, mm-hmm. you know? And then, like, the producers, they say that their head wasn't really in the game for it. Yeah. But then that, you know, created the sound of this album, which, as we say, is heavier. Like, it's it's absolutely, it's murkier and darker. And if anything, I think that's what leads it to um, it actually sounding. Like, this so far, this album in general, is the closest to sounding we've talked about how Image of Kiss mm-hmm. does not match what's going on on the wax this is the closest to like what i imagined kiss to sound like yeah absolutely like when we're listening to a song probably my my other favorite on the album would be watching you mm-hmm. um nice and heavy very uh sabbath ish which mm-hmm. that's always going to win points for me um when it, when it comes to like heavy music like i kind of like put black sabbath on like the pedestal as like doesn't get any better yeah. kind of thing so if i'm feeling i'm feeling a sabbath vibe at times that's, that's a major compliment yeah it's this is another this this is just a great song I nice love and heavy. even the uh gene's first song the parasite parasite yeah. which i feel like this is a song that he's trying to recreate every album it's definitely a demon song, even though it was, it was written by Ace, but Ace Ace was well, not, not not confident in singing. That the one thing reading about this album is it's it seems like whenever you read about Ace, it's so sad. There's so many like that he wrote these songs, but just was not confident enough to sing them. Yeah. All of his makeup on all their press stuff, all of that makeup is airbrushed in. Oh, yeah. he was what a, happened to he him? He was in again? a car accident, oh, and so he had like some facial disfigurement and couldn't put his put the makeup on. Like just, <laughs> yeah, poor Ace. Yeah, I mean, it does make you kind of like sympathize with him, like you know, basically destroying his face, you know, yeah. via uh, uh, a little candy. If, if you yeah, know what I, like, I, 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 I had totally read that it was an Ace song, but I, I love that. My point still stands is that Gene has been trying to rewrite that song. Well, it's no different than um, when we haven't covered the song yet, but the song War Machine, I believe, was written by Paul, but it was just so clearly a Gene song. And when, when we get to War Machine, eventually you'll 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 mm-hmm. see what I mean. Um, any, uh, well, let, let's just see. Um, any, any things that, that, that stood out to you other than uh, just like the songs? Obviously, I'd... I don't know if you uh, paid attention to the cover. I, I love the co- cover yeah. art. Pretty, and pretty interesting. Yeah, it was... Uh, certainly for its time, it's, 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 yeah, that's like the, way out there. The manga influence yeah. is just super cool. The, there was, I think it was on Rolling Stone I was reading about it, and they had listed this as like number five on the top ten Kiss 
albums, and they talk shit about the cover. In, it's, in I, it. that, that's so man that is dumb because it's it's really i just i can't think of a single 70s album that that, that mm-hmm. looks like that at all and even having like like the the, the japanese symbols on it as well like it not just mm-hmm. being like a manga influence mm-hmm. like i know that the one single um logo down at the uh symbol i'm sorry i don't know the terminology properly mm-hmm. um but the one at the bottom apparently stands for uh shikara meaning power Right. Yeah. Mm. And I don't know if you know this, but Shikara is a pro wrestling league. <laughs> I did not know that. And they, was it a pro wrestling league at the time? No, it's like oh. a it's like a modern indie one, but they like they like allow like you to be like a superhero in it and they like like they'll have people like dressed as dragons like in like full like furry there, dragon outfits like Is anyone dressed other? up like a Kiss character? I I don't know. It could be. Because I... this, th- I think this album did relatively well in Japan. I know there was, because of the, the their record label, the distributor, like, went under w- right after they released this album. So that's a big reason why this album wasn't su- as successful right. well, as yeah, others. Right, well, yeah, and I know that because they, they rushed into the studio to do Dress to Kill after this, and uh, the head of Casablanca Records ended up being the producer for it because they just had no budget they like, could not mm-hmm. afford anything coming off of of this album and and it was like get into the studio we need another record like we need mm-hmm. to get a hit or else we're going to go under so mm-hmm. that that's certainly endearing like like imagining they weren't always these like you know 40 foot tall mega star mega assholes you know <laughs> like they were young hungry dudes doing every gimmick in the book trying to oh, yeah. trying to make it you know oh, yeah. like watching that 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 live show in, in 75 like the energy is is great mm-hmm. like again i stand by like if if those guys would have died like leonard skinner style like <laughs> in, in the 70s i would be i would be all over that dick oh. yeah it's it's just really interesting that they they've been such there's so much of their success has been due to marketing and all that, and that they nearly died as a band because of other record labels marketing them incorrectly or not marketing them yeah. right. And it didn't didn't help that this album didn't have a big single on it. Well, and, and even listening to it now, like obviously it's a fan favorite, but there's nothing that you can even imagine really being on the radio. Like I guess. I guess mainline in in some sort of alternate reality or something, but you would almost need to like have the band be that, like have Peter Chris be the star of the band, which he sounds absolutely like a star on that song. And Mm -hmm. he, uh, I mean, he also sings um, on, on strange ways. The, uh, the last song on the album doesn't sound the same, really. Like it's not really like that, that whiskey soaked kind of. No. And that's just, he's putting a different quality on his voice. But again, this is like, heavy slow slower like all the songs in general are slower like i think let me go rock and roll is really the only like genuinely up-tempo song like parasite is like proto metal but i i really like i really like the slowing down on this album yeah it's and i've been using it as as a measure of like of of how much I like each album is trying to work out to it, and this album is great to work out to. It's heavy. It's yeah. It's keep it just keeps you going. Would you say that you prefer it to the first album or 
first album is full of so many just like huge songs, you know. So they're all they're they're just such different animals. Yeah, I I would say that I've listened to this I listened to this album more. Yeah. Of my own choosing mm-hmm. than I did the the first album. Right, like this one isn't going to get like deleted. No, no, yeah. not at all. I there's there's so many songs on this album yeah. that I genuinely like. Yeah. No, that's that's cool actually. Just playing strange ways just before we totally get out of it. There's um Ace's solo at the end here is just so awesome actually. Well, a lot of people consider this like one of his best solos. Yeah, and when you listen to it, it's like, yes, I see why. Yeah, like I'm pretty sure Megadeth covered this song at one point. Yeah, it was another band too. I remember reading that. Yeah, today. I mean, in general, like there are actually some pretty cool bands, in, like that obviously were influenced by this album, and not just like your typical like metal bands, like yes, Megadeth and, and Anthrax uh, covered Parasite, I believe. Um, but then also like the Melvins did Going Blind, and so did Dinosaur Jr. You know, two like pretty like died in the wool, cool, early '90s bands. You mm-hmm. know, like I don't know if it was ironic, but I don't think so. You know, like obviously by that time, Kiss wasn't mm-hmm. like the coolest thing in the world. Well, and even although they had a resurgence at that and time, and even even if it's done ironically, it still still proves their influence. Yeah. But if anything, interesting that it was going blind that but both the Melvins and Dinosaur Jr. did. So, mm-hmm. you know, I agree with them. You can, you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. just kidding. Yeah. Um, or am I? Well, who cares? Well, you can stick it up your ass. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, fine. Whatever. Uh, there's a few, few more songs. I mean, Got to Choose opens the album. What a, what a different way to start the album than like how strutter starts the first album and again like like it almost it immediately gives you like the idea this is going to be different even though it's like a a fun song in a way but just to but it's still it's still got that laid back like slow yeah I'm pretty sure they do it they do it live on, on that that live at 75 show and like everything else it's got a hell of a lot more energy but maybe you don't want energy for, for this album. Well, they just got to L.A. They had that laid-back attitude. Oh, yeah. So Cal, baby. Cali, bro. <laughs> F- fucking Cali. Yeah. That's that cool is the, guy. Is there a more California band than Kiss? <laughs> I think every band. <laughs> well, then yeah. again, they are pretty, like, showbiz at this point. This is true. Did you ever watch uh, Gene Simmons' Family Jewels? No, I did not. Yeah. No. I unfortunately caught, like, some of it. I think it was coming right on the heels of the Osborne. Yeah. So they're trying to, you know, in a, a ob- very obvious and very crass way, cash in on the success of the Osbournes. As like, his entire career, like, looking around to see what other people are doing. You think this guy's crazy? Well, wait till you see what a guy with who knows what, how to do with his money, what, what the craziness he gets up to. That's crazy. You can see all the shenanigans with my son, Nick, and how he definitely did not rip off a manga artist. And if we're going to get real crazy, we've got some root beer and cornflakes we're going to get chowed down on later. Oh, that's a nice, that's a nice prelude to that. will be coming soon enough, folks. That's going to be, that's going to be really fun. Uh, any other songs you want to touch on for, uh, for Hotter Than Hell? I mean, it's a short album. 
I mean, I think it's only like 32 minutes. Yeah, I... Which, you know, it, I I, lo- I love that, you know? And I'm pretty sure the next album, Dressed to Kill, like, like just gets over 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Like, like it's almost exactly well, 30 minutes. I, I love it. I, I, I just love that there's not as much filler. Like, if you're just going to just put your album out... I think, yeah, I think that's a really good trend that is actually coming back now, especially in the era of digital downloads and singles mm-hmm. where it's no longer paying $18.99, $26.99 for a CD. Then they're like, well, if we're paying this much, we might as well fill that fucker right up with 78 minutes, you know? Yeah, and some there's uh, some hip hop nowadays is is suffering from that a little too much. Um, from too, from too, too too little too much sorry too oh, really? much too oh. much in the CDs but like just for for length there seems to be like filler no, not not everything but huh. I I I love the trend of going and paring things down and just re- releasing what you want to release well it's like that that my my recommendation from the last show uh, Hot Snakes that album's like thirty minutes long as well you know the first mm-hmm. Ramones album is thirty minutes you know I think the sweet spot is like. 37 to 45 mm-hmm. but i'll take 30 30 minutes to to 45 and any day of the week oh yeah yeah so kudos for that and if anything i mean that's that that had to be just a symptom of them living in a time when a it only fits a certain amount on the wax and b you're releasing two albums every year yeah <laughs> the 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 i had never realized the how prolific yeah, they were in the seventies. Uh, that you, well, you also had to be prolific. Well, yeah, like, and it's not just them. Like, like really, if you if you pay attention to like every big band in the seventies, like if you took two years off, even three, like three mm-hmm. years off, like forget it. Like you don't you don't exist anymore. Like the difference between I'll give you an example. Like Aerosmith put out um, "Night in the Ruts" in nineteen seventy nine. Not a well loved album. I I have a, a soft spot for it. But then during that time, Joe Perry leaves the band. Brad Whitford leaves the band. Steven Tyler gets in a motorcycle accident. They recruit new guitarists. They end up coming up with uh, the one and only album without the, the two original guitar players, uh, Brad and Joe. Um, and it's only three years apart, but but back then, that's an eternity. Mm-hmm. And Aerosmith doesn't exist to like the kids at all. Like that, like what's the, what's that kind of thing? Mm-hmm. So because there was so much less media and and whatnot out there you just you had to just keep releasing your record you know mm-hmm. get those eight songs out there i don't know it's it's kind of a romantic t- time to, to to think about you know mm-hmm. but there's also there's can be so much less access because there were so many more gatekeepers back then too this is also there's, true yeah. like not that there aren't yeah, isn't the same structures in place now, but it's so true. I mean, and every time you do romanticize something like that, it's like, yeah, but like now I can just at the click of a button have any song I ever wanted. Mm-hmm. You know, I used to fantasize about that as a kid, mm-hmm. like, like just like, oh my god, if I could just have, you know, like just buying a CD and then just like imagining, like I can't wait till I have enough money to go buy the next album in that band's collection, so I can just and eventually one day I'll. I'll have them all and I can make like my own playlist. And now I pay a monthly fee and can have every album I've ever wanted. I know. I can just do that on the toilet, you know, <laughs> and do. Oh, yeah. So romantic. It's fine. Um, so I, I don't have much else to say about, no, about Hotter I, Than Hell. Just This is a great album, everybody. Yeah. I, 
Nothing, it, nothing funny about it. <laughs> Yet again, no, there really isn't. And the one thing that this is teaching me is that I really like early Kiss. Like yeah. Kiss, uh, the self-titled debut album, and Hotter Than Hell. I love these these two albums. Right, they're great. There you go. Well, I have a feeling Dress to Kill is just going to end up being it's going to be the trilogy. But we are absolutely not going to be listening to that next. <laughs> no, God, no. I have I have put in the legwork. We have, we have put in the legwork now of listening to enough classic stuff. I'm we're, well, we're going to get to it in a bit. Going so, down a dark road. No, I've been I have been waiting. I've been licking my chops. <laughs> so anyway, that's going to do it for our discussion on Hotter Than Hell. Actually, you know what? Before we get out of Hotter Than Hell, I wanted to just touch on something. And, and this doesn't necessarily purely deal with this album, um, but... We touched on it on the last episode, and I I never was able to give a rebuttal to it. I I ended up doing it in the car with, okay. with you guys because you guys were both talking about our our friend Taylor, who was a guest for our Unmasked episode. Um, you guys were bitching about fade outs in songs. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I and, and I guess the discussion was going on so heavily that I wasn't able to kind of like smarten you guys up a little bit about mm-hmm. about the fade out. So just to clarify fade outs were totally it was not a kiss thing they were a part of the industry and the way that just records were made back then and Mm -hmm. the the reason is is that it actually derives from jukeboxes because when people would play 45s in in a jukebox a single it was better it was easier for the the transition for people back then if the song faded out because it wasn't if it, it ended abruptly you're not going to have the 45 playing immediately. It wasn't like listening to the radio mm-hmm. now. So there you go. So fade outs, obviously they're not in style anymore. You barely mm-hmm. ever hear them. No. Anymore. And if, if you do, you very much notice it now. Yeah, like, exactly. It's... And you're just like, huh, do you, you guys couldn't figure out a way to end it. Mm-hmm. And, th- and th- yeah, it's frustrated me in the, in the past for sure. Like when I'm listening to like sweet emotion by Aerosmith, it fades out at the end, and it always drove me crazy because you can still hear awesome soloing going on. And when mm-hmm. they play it live, there is a definitive ending to it. So I don't know what my point was to that. Just it's, again, it's not like I'm a fan of fade outs, but the, you know, there's a reason yeah, for it. Yeah, to, to, to understand them, just uh-huh. and that. And Taylor and I were just speaking from ignorance, as as usual. <laughs> I'm going to blame him entirely. Uh, blame him entirely great joke really good it's really a yeah good stuff. i would totally call it a joke <laughs> yeah very funny in the strongest sense of the term yeah not that i'm a joke at all but that that was a joke anyway enough about this enough about hotter than hell let's move on let's get into uh some more fun stuff all right so now that we're done with hotter than hell um i got one question for you my friend what is your kiss army status are you ready to join the war or are you still a draft dodger 19 we're in 1970 75 let's say we're in 75 yeah i'm at this show that we we just watched before i'm absolutely in the kiss army you're you're getting a patch you're putting it on your yeah. jean jacket yeah but i will leave before i get shipped out to war because i know what's happening <laughs> right so you probably have like a couple good years at like boot camp and like, yeah and, I, and, and like training you know with with like dress to kill and alive and rock and roll over and yeah, all, this all, all that is, stuff on the this way is, it's just insane <laughs> what i'm saying that I i'm saying that i'm 
would absolutely join the Kiss Army, but I, I would. Yeah. I, yeah. It would be dishonest to me to say otherwise because I loved Kiss. I loved Hotter Than Hell. Yeah. Why? Yeah. But, 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 and again, it's the reason why we didn't do these albums chronologically. Mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure, <laughs> although it would have been, kind of been like a heartbreaking arc to like yeah. see you join the <laughs> Kiss Army and then like see you, because I I know what's, what's coming. Oh, yeah. And now, now you know what's coming, mm-hmm. you know? So it's just like, well, time machine, I'm in the yeah. army, so but my... time, time machines don't exist. Yeah, so I'm not in the army. <laughs> okay. But I would... This, if if there was something that would push me towards it, it would be this album. Boom. Yeah. Excellent. What about yourself? I feel the exact same way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I have um, PTSD from from the years. So every time maybe I get like a warm feeling like that, all of a sudden I get like jolted and all of a sudden I'm, I feel like I'm at a kids show in like 2012 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's everything's everything's just wrong. Domino's playing. Domino is playing. Yeah, I'm at a I'm at a Gene Simmons band solo show from last year. He's doing he's doing obscure songs from Revenge and whatever. Anyway, so no, um, yeah, I'm I'm the same as you. But mm-hmm. will um, your loyalty is going to be tested next week? Uh, before we get to that, um, I think it's time for everyone's favorite segment. Uh, it's time for the Chris Kiss quote, uh-huh. and I'm, and I think it was last last episode. It was kind of based on the album too, but I found a quote that I really liked from having to do with this album. I won't read who it's from. I'll just read the quote to start. <laughs> I love it. For whatever reason, moving to California, my head wasn't in the right place. It was more of a chore than it was out of love. That album, and my heart and soul didn't get there. I don't remember having any breathing time. It was just too much exhale. It wasn't enough inhale, exhale. Not enough give and take. I was going through a bunch of changes at that time. I moved from New York to California. I'd never moved like that in my life. Made a big move. It was just a big time for me. And hotter than hell took a back seat. And I apologize for that. Wow. <laughs> that's um, that's, that's, that's very almost touching. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Like it's really like, and and that's one where you really do feel okay. Let me guess. Paul Stanley. Bit of a trick. It's Richie Wise. Oh right, the producer. The producer. Yeah, I read a bit of that quote. Okay. Yeah, I will. I just saw it, and I. I guess it's, it's related to Kiss. Yeah, I yeah. I loved the. <laughs> I didn't I didn't have any breathing time. It was just too much exhale. It wasn't enough inhale exhale. I guess either one, if it's too much of one or the yeah. other, it's you gotta have both. If you just have too much inhale, I mean, you're gonna balloon up. Yeah, you're gonna explode. And if it's all just exhale, you're gonna dry right up. Dry right up like a raisin, mm-hmm. like a raisin in the sun. Okay, well that's that's a fun, a fun curveball. Uh, normally we go for the ridiculous or the dark, and that <laughs> one was kind of sweet. Yeah, kind of capping off kind of a sweet episode. I know. These two positive guys that expected to just shit on everything Ugh. forever, and we're nine episodes deep now, and two of the albums have been purely positive. Yeah, it's crazy. What is happening I to never, us? I never in a million years expected this to happen. All right. Well, but, I think it's time for our, our favorite segment. Oh, we can have two favorites. Well, my favorite segment. All right. Um, 
I was saying to Chris before that I've decided to just uh, skip around just because playing the songs in chronological order, or the songs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You fucking idiot. <laughs> songs. Freudian slip on that one oh. for, for my my love. Yeah, Because it's musical. Yeah. Hearing Paul Stanley oh, yeah. scream... His poet, like, a, like a lunatic. His words it's, are poetry. It's just, it's music to my ears. And let's all enjoy it together. There is only one city in America. There is only one city in the world. There is only one city in America. Cover that. Yeah. That I wrote a song about. There is one city in America that it took us, took us in, opened up your arms and opened up your legs to us. <laughs> Just can't resist. I love that drum so roll. So there's a city, and that city deserved a song. That city deserved a song. There are a lot of great cities in America. But there is only one. Cincinnati. <laughs> oh boy, I, I was I was kind of just flipping through looking for a fun one, and I I couldn't resist when it was the open up your arms and open up your legs line. Like you just you fuck. <laughs> He's just he can't help himself. No, you know. No. And you and you know he said that line. A thousand oh, times. yes. Like, every goddamn time. Mm-hmm. Especially when they play Detroit, of course. But I think I, I think you actually hear someone yell in the background of there, Pittsburgh! <laughs> Which nothing says rock and roll like Pittsburgh. No, nothing. No. Steel City, boy. <laughs> so that was the people let me get this off my chest, chest tribute. Uh, thank you once again to whoever the hell made that shit. Uh, we're going to be wrapping up very soon, but before we do that, um, I, as we do every episode and we encourage people to follow along with us, I give out, uh, the next album that we're going to do. Chris has no idea what it's going to be. And, uh, as I, I kind of hyped up earlier, I've been waiting to do this kind of shit. We are going to the makeup list eighties. We are going to a little something called Animalize. Oh, no. <laughs> if you want to be tested about about what all the positivity, uh, I sp- as I said. We, w- we built up some goodwill this episode. You are, it is, yeah, and I got some news for you, too. It, like, after Animalize, like, we're, we're going to take a little bit of a detour from okay. the <laughs> So, Gene Simmons, stop listening this episode. Totally. But remember, Gene, come on the show. We want you on the show, Gene. It's going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah. Give us one of those coffins. Give us one of those coffins. You keep talking that way, boys. You'll end up in a coffin. If I end up killed by Gene Simmons, that seems sad, but that's, that's not a bad way to go. I mean, you'd be famous. Yeah. You'd be a part of history. You know what? I wouldn't be famous because you know what? Gene Simmons probably knows some people who could just disappear you. Oh, yeah. Oh, see, like, I was imagining, like, I'm imagining him full demon regalia. Like, he takes his his battle axe um, base, 
but it's got a real axe on it, and mm-hmm. he just, you know, decapitates you. Okay. I'm just imagining that. Well, you can imagine it all you want. Mm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't, don't know what these feelings are, but I don't know I like if it. Gene's hands have ever been dirty in his life. Oh, I I beg to differ. Oh, yeah? <laughs> well, what kind of dirty are we talking about? I'm talking about him actually killing someone. Oh, okay. I was talking about a different kind of dirty. Oh, well, yeah. Well, I don't know. You're... What are we talking about? That cheeseburger he slams on the <laughs> dashboard. <laughs> That's exactly what I was talking about. I wasn't talking about all the women he's claimed to bed. I'm talking about that cheeseburger. From is that the video to Domino? It's the video to Domino. Everybody, watch, go watch the video to Domino. Remember, yeah. these guys are assholes. He slams a cheeseburger on his dash in a cool dude move. Man, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna eventually talk about revenge again. Uh, I look forward to. Uh-huh. Um, anyway, so yes, Animalize, and we'll and we're gonna make sure that we watch every video for that because this is when Paul is really taking over the band. Like he kind of has mm-hmm. to. Like Gene is kind of not present, and it really becomes the Paul Stanley show. Oh, one th- sorry, one thing I I didn't say which yeah. uh, through the album I thought Paul sounded amazing. This early kiss, yeah. Paul sounds so good. Well, he's so young, yeah. and and he he doesn't sound cheesy yet at all. Like, yeah. I'm sorry to go no, back no, and talk no, about good. the album again, but I t- didn't mention that he just sounds great. If anything, all three of the singers on the album, yeah. sound, like Gene, sounds like, like that's one of the things I like about Going Blind is how Gene sounds on it too. Like that song maybe doesn't get pulled off as well if there isn't a great vocal performance mm-hmm. in it. So. God damn it. So we need to stop complimenting just, these fucks. Couldn't get out of the episode without <laughs> talking more about how much we love it. Gushing about it. It's ridiculous. All right. So normally we give recommendations because we, we talk such shit. And that, like, I don't Should we talk about things we hate? Oh. Huh. Well, I hate Kiss. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, no, no. Let's let's, uh, let's keep with our uh, keep with our trend. Uh, you want to go first? Oh, uh, sure. Um, I'm gonna uh, recommend. I've been getting back into a band that I was a big fan of mm. in the aughts, uh, the Fratellis. They're oh, yeah. a Scottish Scottish rock band. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll uh, explicit uh, specifically. I'll go with Castella Music. It's an album of theirs from 2006. It's just good Scottish party rock. Yeah, I re- I remember that album being pretty pretty big. Aren't they the band that does like the when the Blackhawks score, yeah, the da, 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 yes, da, sir, yeah, that's why that's, you hate them. Well, it's tough. I mean, I yeah, yeah, I'm no, I'm no fan of the Chicago Blackhawks, so so it doesn't help. But it's still but a, they didn't choose that. They they weren't in the studio. And like, they, I'm quite positive they don't watch hockey. Right, bunch of Scot- Scottish rockers. Yeah, like what's ice hockey? Yeah. I don't know what that accent was, but. <laughs> I'm just being thrown these things. I don't. I don't know what to do. Yeah, um, well, but but cool. That's that. That's excellent. I should check that album out again. I remember listening to it when it came out. But it's it's but just you're... fun, fun rock and roll music. Cool, mm-hmm. awesome. Okay, and I guess for mine today, mine it was pretty obvious. Uh, I I don't think any of us have recommended a book yet. Maybe? I have. Oh, you did. Yes, yes you I did. did. Yeah. Um, but I recently read a book. I'm actually on my my second read of it just because I I loved it so much. Um, it was recommended from a, a good friend of mine, um, and it's um, 
called Tranny by uh, Laura Jane Grace, the singer of Against Me. And it's her um, memoir um, slash kind of diary um, regarding like kind of kind of like uh, following like the rise of like a, a punk band, like coming from nothing and a, and a punk band, like living on the road and kind of getting big and coming up and coming down while also dealing with all like the party drug excess shit all the while she's dealing with um having to come to terms with uh, being uh trans and and coming out so it's a really heartbreaking and at the same time inspiring and and amazing story and i if anyone is remotely interested in it i i would give a huge recommend for it Mm -hmm. um as I say, I'm I first time I could I could barely put it down and I'm I'm reading it again. That sounds incredible. Yeah, so check out uh, Tranny by Laura Jane Grace. Uh, that's about going to do it for us today. Before we get out of here, we just want to mention our plugs once again. You can find us on Twitter at Detroit Talk City. Same with Instagram. We are DetroitTalkCityPod at gmail.com. Check out our Facebook page. We're D- Detroit Talk City. We'd love to interact with you. Mm-hmm. Talk shit. Let us know. know what you thought of the album. Whether Absolutely. you liked it, whether you liked it, whether you hated it, whether you thought we were full of shit. Yeah. Like, and tell us about the other albums. Like, maybe you, maybe you've, Maybe there's some idiot out there that likes revenge, you know? <laughs> That's right. I'm calling you out, asshole. But tell us why you like it. Exactly. You know, we'd, we'd really love to uh, to get into it. So please reach out to, uh, to us on that. Anything else, Chris? Anything you'd like to plug or anything on your mind? This is, this is your moment to shine, sister. Sorry. <laughs> it's just set up to fail. I know. <laughs> no, I think I'm, I'm good. I, I E.L. Chris Cook on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Scatman Malone on on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, That's it for us at Detroit Talk City. Remember, it don't mean spit to us. That's a Fox and Crocs production.